0: As a university issue of course this is a university issue there's a code of ethics and an honor code and he violated you enter into a code of ethics with the university not with each other i'm sorry president summers but what you just said makes no sense to me at all i'm devastated by that what, what my brother means is if mark zuckerberg walked into our dorm room and, and stole our computer that would be a university issue. i don't know this office doesn't handle petty larceny this isn't petty larceny I... this idea is potentially worth millions of dollars millions yes you might just be letting your imaginations run away with you sir I honestly don't think you're in any position to make that call. I was the US Treasury Secretary. I'm in some position to make that call. Well, letting our imaginations run away with us is exactly what we were told to do in your freshman well, address. Well, I would suggest that you let your imaginations run away with you on a new project. You would? Yes, everyone at Harvard's inventing something. Harvard undergraduates believe that inventing a job is better than finding a job. So I'll suggest again that the two of you come up with a new, new project. I, I'm sorry, sir, but that's not the point. Please. Arrive at the point. You don't have to be an intellectual property expert to understand the difference between right and wrong. You're saying that I don't? Of course I'm not saying that, sir. I'm saying that. Really? Sir.
1: And how did they get this appointment? Colleagues of their
0: father.
2: He's done.
1: This is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. Opened up with that scene from the movie The Social Network. If you haven't seen it it's a, it's the story of Facebook. And you know it's just peculiar and and we'll talk about this more in the second half when we talk about Hunter Biden and uh, and all the all the way that he used his relations with the fact that his dad was vice president to uh, extort money from our country and other countries and uh, basically sell out the United States. But, you know, uh, you'll notice the uh, the Winklevoss twins who go into uh, the president of the university uh, that used to be the treasury secretary. Notice that these people that are in the cabinet, cabinet get prestigious positions with universities. And uh, we'll talk about that more. And notice that, hey, how did they get this appointment? Friends of your father. Colleagues of your father, you know what that has. So I wish I was talking about Hunter Biden right now, but I'm gonna put it off till the second half, because um, there's so much to talk about. Can't fit it into the first half. And uh, then that song was "High Time" from Sticks. There's always a great Sticks song to talk about. Uh, what's going on? Hey, it's a high time to start a revolution. Tired of hearing these guys tell us what we can listen to and when what we can see, and uh, tell us about their uh, their righteous. They're righteous ways that we have to live—that's the government today, folks. That's what they're doing to us. You know, we we have to wear a mask. We have to do this. We have to do that. We can't talk about this. We can't talk about that. And uh, social and the social media and the mainstream media will will squelch what we're allowed to see. They'll they'll edit it. And when it's too late to do anything about it, that's when we find out the truth. I'm going to talk about that and a whole bunch of other stuff and my opinion of it. But before I do, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman, branch manager, Planet Home Lending. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and uh, if you're shopping for a house right now, you might think there's not great opportunities out there, uh, but there actually are if you're an investor and uh, you're looking and you know how to find them, and uh, there's great opportunities for those of you that own homes um, in that the values of your house have about doubled in the last two years. Um, so if you're interested in getting involved in any of those fantastic opportunities and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, dear. Toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information about financing, but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet, Go to edhoffman.net, click on the Planet Home Lending logo. That'll take you to my lending page, and uh, you can put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, and we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, Whether that's to uh, buy a new piece of property you'd like to own, refinance a piece of property you already own, or get more information on one of those uh, fantastic, liberating financial tools for people over 62 called a reverse mortgage. If, uh, if you've heard about them, but you don't know much about them and you're not sure if they're a good thing or not, Get the information before you make that final decision. 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net. Click on Plant Home Landing logo. If there's any part of the show you want repeated or you missed part of it or you want to share it, uh, stay on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You can hear hear this show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, Apple Podcast, um, where you can uh, subscribe for free and have it download once a week to your uh your device, your phone, your computer, however you listen to to podcast. We uh, I record on Friday mornings and uh, we upload them about Friday Friday afternoon sometime and it'll download sometime thereafter and you can listen to it on demand. Um if you have comments on the show, email me to ed at edhoffman.net. And, uh, I see all the emails. So if you're not sure I saw them, I see them, I see them all. So anyway, let's talk about what's going on. Cause I got a lot to, lot to talk about and uh, only an hour to get this in. So, uh, amid Ukraine, amid the Ukraine crisis, inflation and gas prices, Joe Biden's approval ratings are nothing short of dismal. And the rumor is this is causing massive democratic panic in ahead of the midterms coming up in just seven months which it should, and I don't think anything they can do between now and then is going to change anything. In the Reuters poll that was uh, came out on March 29th, his approval ratings were at 42, which is lowest since his presidency. I've seen some in the 30s, and of course you say, hey, you know, what about 42? I've seen them in down at 38. Well, there's the Fox News poll and the Rasmussen poll and the Reuters poll, all the different polls, so you have to compare um, the Reuters to the Reuters and the Fox News to the Fox to the Fox News polls and the Rasmussen to the Rasmussen. And, of course, I do my own poll, and I just talk to people I know. And so far, I think his approval rating's down in the single digits. But I don't have any uh, data to back that up with. I just know. Uh, and maybe it's maybe it's the company I keep. You know, other than my sister, I don't know a lot of people that think uh, Biden's, Biden's uh, much of anything. Um, and I still want to know, if Reuters says 42%, who are those 42%? Other than my sister, <clears throat> I don't know anybody else who's that dumb. But I know she has friends. But, uh, so Biden's approval ratings have been well be- well below fifty percent since last August, which was uh, uh, seven months into his into his presidency. Only sixteen percent of registered voters claim to strongly approve of Joe Biden's Joe Biden's job as president, uh, which must be just my sister and some of her blind, deaf, and dumb friends. Uh, one of them, though, is Hillary Clinton. Uh here she is here she is on Meet the Press.
3: From my perspective, uh President Biden is doing uh, a very good job. We need to get out there and do a better job of telling it. In Republican Party politics, you have an even, you know, greater uh disconnect. Uh unfortunately, uh most of that party has now gone uh to the, you know, to the extreme and are saying and doing things that have no basis uh in reality.
1: Really? really Republican parties going to the extremes where uh, we, we're coming up with ideas that have no basis in reality. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe keeping the pipelines open and drilling in this country, uh, might have something to do with the price of gas has nothing to do with Putin and his, uh, his war that started, uh, way after the gas prices had, had gone up a buck, $52 a gallon, uh, you know, and say, Hey, this is a this is a way departed from reality that that drilling in America, having energy independence, might keep the gas prices down. Keeping the gas prices down might keep the might keep the cost of everything else because every all our products are shipped with something that uses gas. Uh, everybody who flies on a plane, I haven't seen any electric planes out there, and of course, uh, you know we know a cost of our food is going up because it costs more to. Uh, To uh, fertilize the crops and of course the crops have to go into the animals so uh so making uh making cows big and fat so they can make into big fat steaks on our plates um that costs more money you know it just it's a it's a domino effect it's called cause and effect when you do something over here on the left side it affects something in the middle and affects the right side when you uh, ease up regulations on on corporations and you ta- and you cut their taxes, corporations will expand and they'll create jobs. The government doesn't create jobs because you need people to have jobs to pay taxes so that the government has money. These are so this is such a departure from reality On Tuesday, Democrats got their fondest wish for a few hours when Barack Obama made his return to the White House to commemorate the 12th anniversary of the Affordable Care Act. You know, that thing that, that uh, gave everybody insurance cards but took away health care as we knew it, uh, which used to be pretty good. Responding to the warm reception from everyone in attendance, Obama made this joke or Freudian slip about Biden, and it sounds like the audience of Democrats wished he was being serious. Thank
2: you, everybody. Have a seat. Have a seat.
1: Thank you. Vice President Biden, Vice
2: President. That wasn't Joe. That was all set up. My President Joe Biden, Vice President Harris.
1: You know he probably uh, threw up a little bit in his mouth when he said that. My President Joe Biden. You know he didn't uh, remember if in the campaign he never even. Uh, uh, endorsed Ob- uh o Biden. He never endorsed Joe Biden till after everybody else got out. I think uh, he endorsed him in April of 2020 and by that time the only people left in the race were, uh, were uh, Biden and Bernie Sanders, which leaves you... Uh, the only one he had left to endorse would have been Trump and you know Obama wouldn't have done that. Um, it's funny if you watch the video of this great event... Everyone was, uh, was fawning over uh, someone with, cog- with cognitive abilities and uh, brain power to have a conversation back in the White House. And, of course, there was uh, Mr. Magoo uh, Biden wandering around aimlessly.
3: By
1: yeah, there was uh, Joe Biden wandering around, staring at the curtains... Not acting like he didn't know where he was, and just kind of wandering around while everyone else was was gathered around Obama. It looked complete, completely sad. Even even my wife Dawn said, "I almost feel sad for Biden on that one." I said, "I don't, I don't feel sad at all. He's just demonstrating who he is. Uh, dementia, not there." You know, he, and then of course, you see one of his seeing eye dogs and his staff comes, takes his hand, and leads him back to where he was supposed to be. And, uh, you know, and, and, hey, go stand over here so you look like you're alive. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a scene from, uh, from a uh, weekend at Bernie's, you know, let's just pretend he's alive and put him on the couch and put a drink in his hand and, uh, you know, put some sunglasses on him so no one really sees that he's actually dead. It was a, uh, It was, uh, you know, if you haven't seen the video, you just haven't been paying attention, but Google it. It's just pathetic. So anyway, let's talk. Let's go on to the migrant crisis with the war in Ukraine. Spotlight has been off the illegal immigration crisis for the past few months. But here's what's been going on while everyone was distracted. This is uh, Fox's uh, Bill Malusian reporting from Del Rio, Texas.
4: We saw five busloads unloading these mostly single adult male illegal immigrants. No children, no family units, all single adults. This was one of the groups. They get dropped off, walked behind a black tarp the city set up, obviously, to obstruct public view. And I'm told these are parole releases. What does that mean? It means they do not get an immigration charge. Instead, they're asked to just please turn themselves into ICE in a city of their choosing within 30 days or so. And once the feds drop them off, an NGO, just lines them up single file and walks them across the street right near a bus terminal here where they get on buses and they are free to travel wherever they want to elsewhere across the United States. Talked to some people going to Nebraska and Louisiana today. My sources are telling me the, the government is now giving these migrants these phones instead of ankle monitors in some case. And the phones are used to apparently track the migrants and establish a line of communication between them and ICE. But those sources tell me there's really nothing stopping. The migrants from just discarding the phones or throwing them away if they don't want to be tracked or, or check in with the government.
1: Yeah, so uh, let me pick this apart a little bit about these uh, these guys all being single single males. If you remember at the beginning, this was a refugee crisis. These people were were seeking asylum, a better life for their families, and it was you know uh, you had you had people taking uh, other people's kids across. Because so, uh, Hey, if you got kids, you get to, you get to come across and, uh, because you're, you're, we don't want to split up the families. And even back then we're saying, Hey, I'm seeing big lines of people coming across the, the, uh, the Rio Grande, the Rio Grande and across all the other places in the desert. They don't look like families. They look like all guys. I don't see a bunch of women. I see all guys coming over. And, you know, when when they come across the Mexican border, you don't know if they're Mexican or Middle Eastern or where they're from and say, you know, and these guys don't look like they're minors. They don't look like they're under 18. They look more like they're, they're in their late 20s or early 30s to me. But since they discard their I.D., they can tell us anything. Well, I'm I'm 17 I'm 17. Yeah, you got a full beard. How do, you know, 17. I guess we all know one guy in high school that had a full beard uh, before before we got out of high school. But that was the exception, not the rule. And, of course, uh, just idiocy. And then they're giving them these uh, these phones so they could track them. You know, the instead of an- ankle monitors, you know how they came up with these ankle monitor ideas? So they could track people and they couldn't take them off. They need a special tool to get them off, and once and if and if they tried to cut them off, it would send a signal so people know, so the, the Justice Department would know that that they're escaped and they're on the run. So I don't know, maybe this maybe this idea wasn't really thought through too well, but of course you have people in, you know, we have the the uh, the Biden administration and their most diverse cabinet. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with competence, just diverse. You know, we don't have anybody with brains, but we made sure we got men and women and transgenders and and gay people and straight people. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's the most diverse cabinet in history. You know, when you're running my country, I just assume you have the most competent cabinet in history. But that wasn't the case. So uh, this is the first we're hearing about free phones for migrants. Uh, You know, it used to be free phones for everybody, but there were American citizens back in the Obama years. So uh, Jen Psaki was asked about them this week, and here's her response.
3: We need to take steps to ensure that we know where individuals are, and we can track and, and we can check in with them. The alternatives to detention program is just what we utilize. Uh, as three unique forms of technology to monitor participants enrolled in the program.
4: Any concern by folks around here that these migrants will take the phones and just toss them? And then- Do you
3: have a record of people throwing phones away? I'm
4: just asking if that's a concern.
3: Uh, our concern is ensuring that individuals who uh, irregularly migrate to the United States uh, proceed through uh, our process of, uh, uh, you know, of course, being monitored, but also participating in uh, in uh, in, uh, in, uh, in hearings uh, to determine whether or not they will be able to stay.
1: Yeah. Do you have any uh, any information about people throwing away phones? Has anybody heard of this term, burner phones? Burner phones, where you buy these phones that they're loaded with. Uh, they're loaded with X amount of uh, hours on them, and then uh, they're disposable. And then after you use them, you just throw them away. And why do people buy those? They buy them so they can—they uh, don't have to risk losing their expensive iPhones, or no one can trace who they are, where they are. They don't want to be traced. I don't know. I don't—I uh, don't really associate with people like that. But I've heard about them. And from what I understand, you buy those for about ten or fifteen bucks. So is the, is the federal government giving these illegal aliens um, phones thinking they wouldn't throw them away? It's a phone. And we're paying the bill. You know what? You, you see all these ads for how cheap cellular. I mean, I know when I got my first cellular phone, uh, you know, I'd watch the clock on it. And don't go over one minute or else I got to use up another minute. And I only got X amount of minutes before I go over my budget because, you know, it was three, four, $500 bill without uh you know without even blinking an eye and you'd still oh well, I got a cell phone in my car but uh my beeper went off and I'm gonna just stop at a at a payphone because it's cheaper. Don't want to use up my minutes. That was back in the 80s folks. This is 2022. Cellular is cheap. Well people wouldn't throw away their phones. Why would they do that? So now uh the CDC's irrational decision to rescind Title 42 uh, with that, we're about to see see the chaos up close and personal once again. Title 42 was used to expedite an estimated 1.7 million deportations in the name of COVID, since it was enacted by Trump two years ago. Hey, you know what? We can't be letting these people in because we have a a, a pandemic on our on our hands, and we just can't let people that we don't know who they are, or if they're if they're sick, we can't let them across. Trump was smart. Trump was smart. He made decisions based on based on what's best for our country. We don't know about this COVID thing, so we're going to we're going to back off on it. Uh CDC uh terminated terminated the title order and uh, I'll just read this one little Little, one little part of the termination. After considering current high current public health conditions and the increased availability of tools to fight COVID-19, such as highly effective vaccines and therapeutics, the CD, CDC director has determined in order suspending the the right to introduce migrants into the United States is no longer necessary. Yeah, those highly effective vaccines. You know what? If those vaccines are so effective, how did Nancy Pelosi get COVID? I don't know. Mass, 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 science, 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 vaccines, 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 It's all BS, folks. Vaccines don't do anything. This week, a report from the Department of Homeland Security's Southwest Border Coordination Center estimated that the removal of Title 42 will result in anywhere from 6,000 to 18,000 migrants encounter at the border per day. Not per month, not per week, not per year, per day, folks. Doesn't that make you feel safe? DHS always also estimates that 25,000 migrants are already waiting in the Mexican shelters, waiting for Title 42 to end so they can cross into the U- United States. So once again, it's up to the border state governors to protect the country, and not surprisingly, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's the first to step in. On Wednesday, Abbott proposed the solution so that so brazen it just might work. Here's the announcement and then some remarks made about it to the press. To help local officials whose communities are
0: being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are being dropped off by the Biden administration, Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. The Biden administration, as we speak, uh, with the current numbers, even before the elimination of Title 42, uh, they've been dumping large numbers uh, of migrants uh, in cities up and down the border, leaving the cities to grapple with challenges they don't have the capability of dealing with. They themselves have been putting these migrants on buses to San Antonio. So I said, i got a better idea. As opposed to busing these people to San Antonio, let's continue the ride all the way to Washington, D.C
1: absolutely and where should they dump them off i started thinking about this should we dump them off in front of the white house nah because the white house is really gated and far away and even if even if it was right on the front porch of the of the white house biden wouldn't notice you got to dump them off in front of the Capitol, where the where the senators and representatives walk in and out all, all day long so they can see them and see how safe they feel Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for the first half of the main event, so stay tuned for five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and I'll be back, and we'll be talking about Hunter Biden. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending. I don't talk a lot about lending or uh, real estate on the radio because if you're not in the market, it might be boring, but now's the time to check if you're in the market. You know what, if uh, the the value of your house is, in the last two years has gone up almost 100% and the values are so high, um, I think, you know, it it, it baffles me that you have so many people leaving California because of a, uh, not because of the gas prices, but that's a that's a that's a uh, factor. Not because of the the dumb government, but that's a factor. But it's really mostly the crime. The crime has just gone off the hook. But people are are still driving up the prices in in uh, California so high and of course it's not just California it's uh, everywhere where people are moving people are are getting panicked because the interest rates have gone up like almost a whole percent in the last three months. And people are panicking and they're panicking uh, what we call FOMO, FOMO uh, syndrome, fear of missing out. Oh my God, it's never. I'm never going to be able to afford a house. I'm never going to be able to see uh, normal interest rates again. That's probably not the case, but people are sheep. People are sheep. You know when people jump in the stock market after the stock market is rallying way up. And that's when, that's when uneducated investors jump in. They jump in because wow, look at how much the stock market's going up. I'm going to get in the stock market, and I and I say it often that that uh, good investors make money in a in a good market, and great investors make better money in a bad market. Uh, you know, there's a there's a couple of chapters on this in my book. Experience matters. If you haven't read it, uh, you should pick that up um, and give you some good information about, mm, especially if your kids. Especially if you've got adult kids, make sure they read it. Give them some perspective going in, and they can uh, they can learn from my experience. Make things a lot faster for them. Uh, get that on Um But if you're internet, but if you if you're wondering, if you're looking at, say, hey, I got my I got my interest rate down at uh, 2.99, and uh, but I've got you know I got a $200,000 mortgage, but I got $150,000 in credit cards, auto loans, uh, IRS debt. And, uh, you know, I don't want to mess with my, with my interest rate. Cause my interest rate's so low time to rethink that time to rethink that. If you're interested in getting more information, 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net, click on the plant home landing logo, and, uh, we'll help you find out if, uh, you should be in the market. So, uh, before the, uh, before the break, I was talking about migrants. I was talking about, uh, everything that is Joe Biden's America, which is a scary, scary place. Um but now let's talk about something that if if was widely known if it was wide widely uh, spread a uh, common information instead of just to the to the people that that paid attention maybe we would maybe we wouldn't have Joe Biden's America right now and let and you know I'm talking about Hunter Biden Hunter Biden uh who's uh who's just a a, a dumpster fire a dumpster fire with feet um, it only took 17 months, but the liberal media is no longer calling the story of Hunter Biden's laptop Russian disinformation. Think about it. This guy's got drug problems. He got thrown out of the military uh, for, for drug problems. He's got a sex problem. He was, uh, after, uh, he's, he was, after his brother died, he was having sex with his, with his uh, former sister-in-law. He knocked up a stripper. Uh, he tapes everything. On top of all this stuff, he takes his laptops he takes i don't know if it's one laptop or multiple laptops into a repairs into a repair facility and leaves them you can you can't even make this stuff up this guy this guy makes stupid look stupid uh he makes let me rephrase that he makes stupid look smart so 17 17 months into joe biden's uh uh, presidency now they're stopped saying that this laptop stuff is Russian disinformation. New York Times and the Washington Post have both acknowledged that the laptop and some of the information it contains about the troubled first son is very real, however, they stopped short of confirming anything on it that implicates Joe is real, which is the whole reason that all this stuff is pertinent. Because if we if you remember the the uh, interview that Joe that uh, Hunter Biden they said. You know, do you think you would have had this uh, this job, this job on uh, the board of Burisma would have happened if your last name wasn't Biden? He goes, I don't know that any of my any of my uh, jobs or any of my financial opportunities would have happened if my last name wasn't Biden. So uh, now we're learning that because the story was scraped from the social media three weeks before the election via Twitter, via the Twitter ban and the Facebook fact check. Low information voters, aka everybody who voted for Biden, knew nothing about Hunter's international business dealings, uh, which more, more uh, importantly, they didn't wanna, they didn't want to be informed about Joe Biden selling out America as the vice president. In other words, they knew nothing about Joe Biden's son selling, selling executives in China and Ukraine access to his vice president, dad, not to mention the deals in which percent 10 percent was skimmed for the big guy. They couldn't have known all this stuff, even though it was, you know, there was a a press conference by uh, by Tony Bobolinsky, you know, half hour before the last debate on uh, on uh, the mainstream media. You know, if they saw that press conference right before the debates, they would have known this. But you know what? The mainstream media helped cover it up. According to media research poll, almost 50 percent of Biden voters knew nothing about Hunter Biden's laptop scandal. Hmm. 81 million Americans voted for, for Biden and 41 million people didn't know anything about this. They don't watch TV. They don't read newspapers. Uh, they live under a rock. Yeah, most of them lived under a rock because they didn't even they didn't even exist. And 10% said they would not have voted for Biden had they known. And remember, 10% of those voters would have made Trump, if 10% of them changed their vote, even with everybody even with all the phony, phony uh, fraudulent votes, Trump would still be president, and America would still be America. But that's not the only Hunter News this week. The evidence that the president is lying about what he knew when it came to his son's action continues to mount in two thousand and seventeen. Joe Biden wrote a college recommendation letter for the child of one of Hunter's Chinese business partners. The evidence is in an email trail initiated by Jonathan Lee from Chinese equity firm Bohai Capital. Lee partnered with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer on a venture called Bohai Capital RST. The RS stood for Rosemont Seneca. Hunter Biden's firm he shared with Devin Archer and John Kerry's stepson, Christopher Hines. And if you remember remember the news, uh, Christopher Hines Resigned from all that as soon as uh, Hunter Biden took the position on uh, the board of uh, Barisma Holdings in the Ukraine. He even even Christopher Hines saw, hey, I don't want to be associated with this because this is out and out, out and out. Uh, I don't know if it's fraud or conflict of interest or something that's going to get us all thrown in jail. Guess when Hunter Biden met Jonathan Lee. 4 years earlier when Hunter hit, hitched a ride to China on Air Force 2 with his father, then vice president, who was headed up there on behalf of the Obama administration. Why was he going to China on behalf of the Obama administration? Uh, remember the the photo op of the photo of them coming off the plane, but why was the vice president going to meet with President Xi? Hmm. You know uh you know, in most cases, uh, Biden sends uh, sends Kamala Harris to other countries just to get her out of the just to get her out of the press, get her out of the spotlight, and uh, I don't know, do something. So Biden was going over there. What was he talking about? Well, considering that the Bank of China is owned by the owned by the government, maybe he was over there saying, "Hey, my son's meeting with Jonathan Lee, and we're gonna need we're gonna need some money." Uh, maybe that was it. So uh, on that trip, Hunter visited with Lee and arranged for him to shake hands with his father, the vice president of the United States. Because, you know what, uh, we're not, yeah, hey, you know what, I'm arranging for you to meet my, meet my dad, the vice president, so you can get a picture with him, so you can tell your friends you met with the vice president. Remember the, the opening clip at the beginning of the show? How did these people get the appointment? Oh, colleagues of your father. Shortly after the trip, the Bank of China put three billion dollars up for Bohai Capital RST uh, venture. Hmm. The Chinese government, the Chinese government-run Bank of China, threw in three billion dollars for uh, for this uh, venture that uh, Hunter Biden was over there meeting a uh, meeting about. That doesn't sound like any conflict. Well, I don't know anything about my son's uh, my son's dealing, but Biden says there's no evidence Hunter did anything wrong. Right.
3: Every single solitary, serious investigator, including your network and others have looked at this, have said there's absolutely zero basis to the accusation that I acted anyway inappropriately or that my son did. There's not been a scintilla of evidence pointed out that anything is wrong. So these <laughs> so, guys are amazing.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, Biden said there is no, not even a scintilla of evidence. So obviously there is none. You know, and everyone's looked at it. And no one's suggested that I did anything wrong or had any conflict of interest. No. Okay, well, then I guess that proves it. Kind of like uh, kind of like uh, Hillary Clinton. That has been looked at and debugged. And her saying, you know what, uh, trickle-down economics has been tried and has failed well if she said it it must be true and of course Biden's part of that same group the untouchable democrat the untouchable democrats that that uh, you know the laws aren't the laws aren't pertinent for them and uh, you know they can't be prosecuted and if they said it it must be true and since uh, the communist news network and uh, PMS NBC and all the mainstream uh, networks since they are basically just an extension of the democrat party um, that's what people get and then then enter in social media you know uh, you notice that uh, years ago all we had was you know, if you want, if you're watching TV, it's uh, it's two, four, five, seven, nine, eleven, and thirteen. Those are the channels. Now we've got 400, 400 channels in uh, various different languages, and uh, so it's hard to it's hard as an advertiser to decide where you advertise because where are people really listening? You know, what radio station do you advertise on? Where are people really listening? Are they listening on uh, to country on K-Frog? Are they listening to rock and roll on? Uh, on uh, KLOS or KMET, or they're listening to oldies on, on uh, K-Earth, or they, uh, or, they listening, uh, or, the, or are they listening to, to XM Radio, which has another 150 channels? Where do you advertise? Well, you know, the good bet is uh, social media, Facebook and uh, Twitter, and uh, get in with them because everybody's watching that except for Facebook, Facebook and Twitter are in the tank for the Democrats, and they just squelch what, we, what we're allowed to see. So where did I leave off? So uh, fast forward to 2017, Joe Biden is no longer the vice president. So remember, Joe Biden was a senator for 40-some years, and then he was vice president for eight years, and there was about a year and a half, two years in between him leaving, uh, not being the vice president before he started running for president. So fast forward to 2017, he's no longer the vice president. Lee reaches out to Hunter and his partners asking them for quote-unquote advice on the college applications of his son, Christopher, who was applying to Brown and Cornell, James Bulger, another partner in the Bohai Capital RST venture and nephew of the famed gangster Whitey Bulger, responds, Let's see how we can be helpful to Chris. Several, several weeks later, Rosemont Seneca president uh, Eric Schwerin replied to Lee, Jonathan. Hunter asked me to send you a copy of the recommendation letter that he asked his father to write on behalf of Christopher for Brown University. The original is being FedExed to Dr. Paxson directly at Brown, which he's referring to Dr. Christina Paxson, the president of Brown University. Ah, uh, you know what? Um, if the if Joe Biden didn't know anything about his business dealings, and he just got to shake hands of of uh, Jonathan Lee. How did what did he know about Jonathan Lee's son? Hmm, I don't know. Seems peculiar. Well, who's who's uh who's doing political favors, and why did they do it? Could it have anything to do with three billion dollars from the Chinese government-run bank? I don't know. You know, there's no evidence that that was the reason. But you know what? It waddles like a duck, and it quacks like a duck, and it looks like a duck. It's probably pretty tasty with orange sauce on it on February 19th Jonathan Lee wrote back just great thank you very much and Hunter thank you very much too I don't know it seems like uh, Joe and Hunter might be uh, communicating about his business dealings so what's the White House official comment on all of this it's pretty predictable
4: on another topic was it common for president biden to do favors for hunter biden's international business partners like writing college recommendations for their kids
3: i have i've seen the report i have no confirmation or comments on a report about whether or not the president when he was a private citizen wrote a college recommendation letter for an individual
4: A college recommendation letter, though, from uh, at the time, a former vice president would be a big deal. So do we know what the president might have gotten in return for doing a favor like
3: that? Again, I have no uh, confirmation of any recommendation letter the president wrote when he was a private citizen, by the way, not uh, serving in public office. That's even the report.
4: But he's the president now and you're his spokesperson.
3: Correct. And he was not the president at the time of this report.
1: Yeah. Doesn't this sound peculiar? you know he is a private citizen so all bets are off everything's off the table we can't look at at things that a former senator for for multiple decades and 8 years as the vice president and uh, 18 to 24 months as a private citizen we can't uh we can't know anything about what you know how that had anything to do with him being the president now or uh, you know who's who's uh, who he's getting kickbacks from because nobody has connections. Nobody has connections when they get out of public office with universities. Remember that scene from the beginning of the show when uh, the president uh, Summers was of uh, of uh, of uh, Harvard University, president of the university, but he was previously the secretary of the treasury. I don't know. I don't see any. I don't see any uh, relations to that. He was a private citizen. You know what you have to you have to use your logically thinking brain and your uh, and your your consciousness to know that there's something fishy here. So next there next there's news on who pays for Hunter's secret service agents to live in Malibu mansion. Surprise, it's the American taxpayers. The secret service is paying more than $30,000 a month. Month to rent a home located next to the mansion that Hunter rents for himself only $20,000 a month. Here's the story here's the story from Fox's Matt Finn. Fox News has confirmed Hunter Biden is paying about $20,000 per month to rent a
4: home in Malibu here in Southern California. The home is described as an enchanting resort style house with panoramic views of the Pacific Ocean. And the Secret Service is spending more than $30,000 a month to rent a nearby property to protect Hunter Biden. ABC News reports a former Secret Service agent says the rental house is the cost of doing business for the agency since Hunter Biden and other members of the president's family are entitled to to around-the-clock security. The Secret Service reportedly spent $3,000 a month to rent a studio apartment across from Ivanka and Jared Kushner's home during the Trump administration, far less than the $30,000 monthly rent of Biden's Malibu property. A Secret Service spokesperson says it does not comment on the means, methods, or resources used to conduct its protective operations.
1: And you, wa- and you watch if any of the Democrat strategists or Democrat uh, um, people on TV when they're encountered by someone with a with a with a brain saying, "Hey, you know, what, do you think this is fair?" They go, "Oh, they did that for the Trump family too. Yeah, three thousand dollars for a studio apartment in New York, and uh, across from uh, or it might have been Washington D.C. from uh, Jared and Jared Kushner and Iv- Ivanka Trump. Um, I don't think that's the same thing. It's kind of like what we talked about uh, last week with uh, you know uh, President Bush." President Bush going to uh, Camp David or Crawford, Texas versus Honolulu on his, on his uh, holidays. A little bit, little bit less expensive and a little bit less intrusive. A little bit less uh, taking advantage of the American taxpayer. Meanwhile, there's evidence Hunter wasn't exaggerating when he texts his daughter that he has to give pop. Half his, sac- half his salary. This week we learned that Biden chief of staff Ron Klain solicited money from Hunter for the vice presidential residence, the vice president residence foundation, the nonprofit re- uh, responsible for the upkeep of the vice president's official residence at the Naval Observatory. Here's uh, the 2012 email from Ron Klain to Hunter: "Quote the the tax lawyers for the VP residence foundation have concluded that since Cheney folks last raised money in 2007 and not 2008." We actually have to have some incoming funds before the end of the fiscal year next week to remain eligible to be a public charity. We need to keep this low. We need to keep this low, low key because raising money for the residents is now bad PR, but it has to be done. So I'm trying to collect 10 checks of $2,000, get it done in a week, and then we can do an event for the residents' Foundation after the election. Hunter forwarded the email to his partner, Eric Schwerin, who, who responded that they could discuss this and some other bills on Monday. Whether or not it's wrong for Joe Biden to make his son cover for his financial obligation to the VP Residence Foundation, it certainly proves that Hunter and his dad are tightly entangled, which is pretty clear evidence that the big guy knows exactly what his son is up to. Ron Klain spoke about Hunter this week, not referring to this incident, but to the vast umbrella of accusations against Hunter and Joe Biden's brother, Jim, both of whom have a long history of using Joe's name to make dubious and illegal business deals.
4: I want to just be really clear. These are actions by uh, Hunter and his brother. They're private matters. They don't involve the president. Of course, the president's confident that his son didn't break the
2: law.
1: Yeah, of course he's uh, confident his brother didn't uh, didn't break the law, and of course CBS News reported this week that the U.S. banks flagged 150 wire transfers involving Jim Jim Biden or Hunter Biden, some because they were uh, from foreign countries and some just because of the 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 amounts, and uh, they're considering hey maybe this is a uh, maybe this or maybe these are are wire transfers that should be investigated because they sure seem. Uh, Unusual when these wire transfers are going in and out of the country. You know what? When you uh, when you go to go to to do a wire transfer, there's a whole different category when you're wiring international versus wiring domestic. And of course, uh, uh, you know. what, But when you're Hunter Biden, this goes this goes uninvestigated until such time that uh, there's a big investigation. And it's pretty peculiar that this is just happening now when this this laptop came up. Before the election, you know, wouldn't people have have been uh, happy to have known this stuff before they went to the ballot box? Because right now, right now, we'd have President Trump still in the White House, which means we'd still have two dollar a gallon gas, which means we probably would have uh, not had uh, all these people in Ukraine being dead and being slaughtered because Trump would have said, hey. Putin, I see what you're doing. You're lining your people up. I'm putting all these all these sanctions against against Russia until you move the hell away from the border. We're not going to allow this to happen. And he could have crippled it. And, and remember, Russia only has money because the the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was 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 uh opened up. The the sanctions against, you know, when Trump was in there, he said, no, 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 no. Wait, we're paying to, to protect Germany from Russia because you guys don't, don't pay for your own military. We're doing this and you're buying gas from Russia? That ain't happening. And he stopped the, the pipeline. So now that now that Russia's going to be selling all this gas to Europe, price of gas is going up because we're, buying, we're even buying gas from uh, oil from, from Russia. So the price of oil went up and now Russia ro- is swimming in cash. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting that all this stuff is happening now. Considering Tony Bobulinski said this uh, about his private conversation with Joe Biden, and he said this like half an hour before the second debate uh, between the second and last debate between Trump and Biden in the 2020 campaign.
2: Uh, there was a ten people running around getting him something to drink, and we were backstage in a cramped space. And he asked me to walk with him out to the car. And he just asked, you know, how I did and uh, what I thought of his speech. And uh, I thought he did a great job in the speech. And, and then he just sort of asked me to keep an eye on his son and his brother. What, what do you think he meant by that? Um, I think he was conscious of things. And, you know, I can't speak for him.
1: Can't speak for him because I don't know. But I did meet with him and he did say, keep an eye on my brother and my son uh, in dealing with this, uh, this deal that they were doing in China. You know, and, it, and it's, it's refreshing it's refreshing to see now the young people are starting to are starting to be conscious of it. So there was a there was a a, a conference at at a Chicago at a university in Chicago, and you had Brian Stelter from CNN taking questions, and uh, this student from the university made this comment to Brian Stelter.
3: They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jussie Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative? Uh, all the mistakes of the mainstream media, and CNN per- in particular, seem to magically all go in one direction, are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence, or is there something else behind it? It's too bad. It's time for lunch. Uh, You have 30 seconds. No, I mean,
1: there's a a clock that says 30 seconds, but but I think my honest answer to you is that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, But I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. You know what? It gives me hope for America when I see young people starting to come out of the ether and starting to pay attention to what's going on. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of The Main Event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again with you next week.